Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. So this is my second ever in-person uh, podcast. We are in Big Spring Park in Huntsville, Alabama. It's a little warm, um, but there's a nice breeze where we're sitting. We're next to the art museum, a little ambiance, and I am here with actually my first ever returning guest. Um, and I feel bad because last time you were on the show... Uh, we didn't we didn't clarify um alex is my cousin (laughs) (laughs) we are flesh and blood um so (laughs) there was some ambiguity there wasn't there yeah like there was one comment that oh we're related and i got all kinds of messages they were like wait who is that who is that girl how are you related to her and that i listened back to the episode (laughs) and i went Oh shit! Because it was, it was in what I wrote out for your opening, <laughs> and oh. I just never got there. <laughs> so welcome back to the show, my cousin, Alexandra. Thank you so much. It's so Yay. nice to be here in the park, surrounded by the smell of freshly baked pizza and duck shit, and construction worker balls. Yeah, that's all right though. So city life. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> something like that, yeah. This the vast downtown Huntsville skyline, all twelve buildings of it. A charming place to be. <laughs> that parking deck looks new, that's exciting. Is it new or did they just slap some shit on the old one? Because I feel like that's what that's what's happened. I think here. that they just put like a pseudo art piece on the outside of it. It was like, here's more parking. You asked for it. Here you go. I mean, it looks nice. It does. It looks architectural now, at least. I think before it looked like somewhere where you would shoot up heroin, if right. I'm remembering correctly. Right. Um, Got a fresh coat of paint. Gray right. paint. Right. <laughs> the only paint we like here. Yeah. None of the concrete matches. No, we like our neutrals, but not in a cohesive way so much as just a... Right. A just chaos of blasé. The, the downtown Huntsville color story is not coming together <laughs> like I guess they thought it, sh- thought it would. You know, what, what you gonna do, big city living? Yeah. Speaking of big city living, uh, we, I said on the last episode when you were here that I would have you back when you released your new song and it is out now so tell everybody about that yeah that is um it's called blame it on mercury it's a very like i think i talked about it for the first time on that last podcast i had not said it was happening before because i hadn't even recorded it yet i got the exclusive you did it's like very like 70s retro gritty neon country vibes it's like cosmic country um it's very much a malaise of summer it's just kind of about a downward spiral and 
being like, why am I the way that I am? But <laughs> in a little bit more of an upbeat way than usual. <laughs> I like that. I like it. It's it's a good song. It's a fun song. Thank you. It's about blaming all of your problems on Mercury retrograde and champagne, which is something that I deeply believe in. I mean, my I, religion, if you will. I, I feel like we all have experience in in that. You know, all of our problems are because Mercury's in retrograde. Yes, hundred percent. I'm all about the scapegoats and all about just kind of deflection. Yes. So, where for those who are not already following you on streaming platforms where can they find the song um you can find it on apple music or spotify or google play or amazon music it should be everywhere um really in in theory it should be anywhere (laughs) you want it to be youtube i didn't know it was going there but apparently there's like just a video that's just the album cover and it'll play through that's one of the distribution outlets i guess i found out recently right on Will there be a music video? <sighs> Probably not for this one. I think that if anything was going to get a music video, it would be necromantic because I just want to be chased by people in sheets and pretend that it's all very serious. That's my entire vision for that music video. I mean, sign me the fuck up for that <laughs> music video. I, I will... I will rock a sheet for you. We are very Halloween-y today. You've right. got your American Horror Story shirt on. I've got one on that just says Halloween is a state of mind. Which it absolutely is. It absolutely is. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Big city living. Yeah. This is the downfalls of doing an episode outside is the random homeless people will ask you for receipts i just really thought that our army of ducks would keep us safe <laughs> right right we're surrounded by s- i mean how many battalions of ducks do you right. think several ducks on the left and swans on the right i've recently watched band of brothers again so i know everything about war <laughs> <laughs> Roll out! that's right these this army of birds seems very lax though yeah they really become complacent in peacetime (laughs) they need a good war right make them feel alive again i don't know i don't like the way this one is walking towards me though no i think he's your first lieutenant yeah this is this is how i die (laughs) this is you're gonna be killed by this angry fucking duck it has a lot of um hairdo kind of for those of you literally everyone who can't see this the stuck has what looks like a mohawk but in a way that makes you feel like he's really got like a big truck that makes noises not like a punk mohawk i think it's like a racist mohawk yeah i i feel that like a neo-nazi mohawk like a trump supporter mohawk yeah for sure well he's past us now thank god okay Live another day to podcast. <laughs> Fucking ducks. So we've we've gotten through the first lighthearted part. <laughs> the chit chat portion. <laughs> right. We've set the scene for you. Now we're gonna talk about all the depressing news and shit that's happened in the past week. I'm ready. So um the Elijah McLean case from two years ago, um the grand jury recently brought about charges against the police officers and the EMTs who caused the death of this young man. Um, 
Do you feel like it took too long for this to happen? A hundred percent. I feel like if it had been anyone, any other job, any other job and someone had been killed on site, it would have been immediate. You know? I mean, there's just, there's such a reluctance. It's like, I understand innocent until proven guilty. That's obviously the basis of our justice system. But there is like, there is taking that way too far, (laughs) in my opinion, where it's like, prove it in a very aggressive and confrontational and like untouchable way. And I think that's the problem with any kind of accountability in law enforcement right now. And I'm glad you brought that up because there is, we are in downtown Huntsville and there is the case of the police officer who murdered a man while I believe it was doing a wellness check. Yeah. And he wasn't even assigned to the wellness call. He just showed up. Um, Do you, do you feel like it's taken too long for even, you know, that little bit of justice to be brought about? Yes. Um, I think it took forever. I think it had to go through so many loop holes and jump through hoops and it had to prove itself to be valid over and over and over again in these kind of hurdles that you wouldn't have if it hadn't been a police officer. Like we shouldn't have our own police department saying whether or not it was a protocol standard murder. (laughs) Right. And we shouldn't just there's there are too many touch points that include a big circle jerk of people being able to say well, everything we do is fine and not looking outside of that. I mean, there's no unbiased way to get things done quicker when it's law enforcement. Unfortunately, it's just so frustrating. And then we do get justice in this one case and it's become a, I hope a career ending move for the mayor because he jumped on the wrong side of it. So that's still frustrating to not have vindication. Like you, you get justice a little bit, but there's no vindication when the powers that be are like, I still don't agree with this. And it's like, well, what? I don't care. You're not the end. I'll be all of this. Right. And it, I, I feel like this case was one of those that for a lot of people it was like oh that could never happen here Mm -hmm. and then it did and then you look and it has been happening in alabama i mean alabama kills the mentally ill at a disproportionate rate to the rest of the country it's crazy and i don't know if that's because of predisposed religious bias to believe that people who are mentally ill are not godly people or are dangerous because they don't fall into the lines of what Christianity has taught you someone is supposed to be. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that we're trigger happy. I don't know what the problem is, but we do. We kill people at an exorbitantly higher rate. Now, what do you, do you feel like we, we know it'll happen again um, because as has been proven with countless police brutality cases is it will happen again. Mm-hmm. Do you think the likelihood of bringing the officer to justice for the murder of not just a mentally ill person, of you know any unarmed individual, mm-hmm. 
do you think now that do you think this case has set a precedent for future instances of excessive police brutality i definitely think so um locally specifically i think that this unfortunately has caused i mean not unfortunately this fortunately it should have caused all these waves unfortunately it had to happen for the waves to be caused um i think it's really shown a lot of true colors and i think that ultimately um having this be printed about huntsville in national news and international news is bad for businesses in huntsville and what we can't do for morality's sake we'll do for money so i do think that it set a precedent because we're realizing oh it's not just about ethics it is literally businesses will not come here if we keep killing people i it's a hard lesson to learn but i mean i think i think it's definitely time for huntsville to learn that lesson and you know as you said it should be a career ending move for Huntsville's mayor who has shown himself continuously to be on the wrong side of history um, he's for those that don't know the mayor of Huntsville is Tommy Battle um, he is a blatantly homophobic individual um, I did not realize that I, I haven't even heard that I have experienced that <gasps> firsthand oh my god I mean I don't doubt it whatsoever yeah uh, he's not a good guy oh my god so and the police chief as well um who I grew up in the same church as uh, my family has known him for decades and you know I've never had personal issues with him like obviously your negative experiences with mayor battle however I have had experiences with people in the church who have told me that suicide is a sin and have told me that mental illness is a lack of faith and berated me and let me be bullied as a teenager who was suicidal and was mentally ill um so i don't doubt that it all bleeds in together i don't doubt that there's bigotry on all levels and all shapes and sizes there and i mean you can't just assert your poorly constructed opinions and think that you can just carry on at the end of the day like nothing happened and i think that that is what huntsville is learning that is what people are starting to say oh no 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 we're not gonna bury this yeah. sorry so since you since you brought up the church uh we'll move into our next topic um a few days ago in the middle of the night uh the supreme court of the united states decided that they will not halt the texas six-week abortion ban um how you feeling about that I feel all types of ways about that and none of them are good. Um, I feel really angry about that. I feel really scared about that. I feel really exhausted by that because it feels like how many times do we have to do this and when? How many times do we have to say that we are human beings with autonomy? I mean, it's 2021 and it's like we've how are <laughs> we've been able to vote for a hundred years like how are we still doing this jesus um do you think there is an overstepping by the evangelical set to influence legislation yeah a hundred percent and i don't think that i don't necessarily think that every 
evangelical knows that. I don't think that for people who like to call other people sheep a lot, I think that there are some people setting the tone and pulling the strings and convincing these, I mean, frankly, in a lot of cases, brainwashed people that this is the only way. And they've been doing it for years. I mean, they did it in, you know, the (laughs) medieval times with the Catholic church. They've done it in the Anglican church. It's nothing new religion controlling people and influencing politics in a way that doesn't help anyone except the people at the very top. But it's a shame that with the wealth of knowledge we have now and the amount of history we can Google at any moment that we're still falling for it. So while we're on the subject of um, the Supreme Court decision, um, our listener letter this week comes to us from uh, Robin C. Hi, Robin. Uh, She would like to know, in your opinion, um, this six-week abortion ban in Texas, how, how do you feel that it's going to set a precedent for legislation in the future and also how long before other states start to follow suit i would be shocked if it took a long time for somewhere like alabama tennessee or georgia or mississippi to try to jump on board um i mean it's a dangerous precedent it's a unrealistic precedent it's everything except an outright ban which they can't get away with so they've done everything else in their power i mean i think that the most offensive part of it for me is convincing other people to (laughs) this is gonna a little bit of a tangent but i mean how many times have you seen anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers talk about how they're gonna come knocking on my door and then i'll be sent to a camp soon like alarmist trying to act like they're having to wear a face covering is equivalent to the Holocaust. But in Texas, they were actually encouraging people to rat out their neighbors in vulnerable positions. That is the president I am most worried about more than anything else is the see something, say something of a 15 year old girl trying to live her damn life (laughs) instead of, you know, I just, that bothers me more than anything else, I think, um, in a global precedent scale. Okay. So our next little item of news, uh, recently there was a mother who had her parental rights stripped from her um, because she was unvaccinated. Uh, Now we're living in a time that baby crying is really amplified in this microphone. Yes, I can only hear the baby. I can't hear any adults talking, but yeah. that baby. Sorry. Um, but we're, Are we maternal? Right. <laughs> What's happened? Um, but we're living in a time when, you know, it's, it's getting hard to get people to take two free shots. Um, and a lot of people have said that the judge overstepped. Um, do you feel the same way? I don't. And I thought about this a lot. 
um, because you want to be unbiased. You don't want to just automatically jump onto the side that you feel like emulates most of what you believe in. I don't think so because I do think that there are parents that are putting their political opinions above the welfare of their children in a lot of different ways. I think that about general non-vaxxing parents who won't get their children vaccines that they require to sustain life. And I feel like that about a parent who won't get a vaccine to protect their child from them. I had a follow-up question and I just completely, um, Oh, there it is. I got it. (laughs) Um, so do you, do you feel like these people who are very, adamant against the COVID vaccine who are taking things like horse dewormer and um, I believe the new one the new ones now are viper venom and um, somebody said that uh, they're starting they're starting to talk about um, using weed killer and they're talking about going to radon mines for the radiation to kill the possibility of having COVID. Um, In your opinion, do you feel like these parents should have their parental rights stripped by the court? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank God that's not my job um, because God bless if it was Lang, Lang bless us all. Um, who is my ultimate deity but uh yeah you stupid you don't you you can't keep a child alive i mean that's my genuine concern you at this point seem like an irrational and unfit parent and it's not about politics it's about like stop trying to spider-man yourself what are you talking about like you can't you can't bruce banner yourself (laughs) out of covid what are you on about and if how do you feed a child every day with those viewpoints right so moving away from the the heavier heavier news um recently in michigan a judge awarded a thirty five thousand dollar settlement to a young man whose parents threw away $35,000 worth of pornography. Well, we say young. He was in his late 40s, right? No, he was like early 20s. Are you sure? Because I thought it said that he had just gotten divorced and was living with his parents. I think he was a full grown ass adult man. Shit. I, I don't. Okay. Full disclosure here. Uh, when I send my guests the topics, I don't ever read them. I didn't mean to out you. <laughs> um, no, it's, that it's was just totally the most fine. interesting part of it to me. Um, <laughs> it was that he was because I was like, okay, they found this kid like hoarding. How did he accumulate that many things? That's kind of impressive in itself. And then it was like, no, this is an adult man who was staying with his parents temporarily, and they threw away all his stuff. Well, holy shit, that changes my whole opinion <laughs> of this story. Um, I I will admit this is like, it's, it's not a story that I followed closely. Um, I, I just read the headline, thought it would be fun to talk about. Um, (laughs) And it it sure is. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, in his forties. So now, now the the thirty five grand in in porn kind of makes sense. Uh, forty three. Forty three. Yes. Okay. Um, so he's he's five years older than I am. Um, I and yours is at what thirty thousand now. Right, so I mean. <laughs> Well, I don't own physical porn. Sure, like, because because it's not 1982. Right. I, you know, I've got a favorite video playlist on Pornhub. Yeah, absolutely. Digital age. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, Upgrade your life, people. Right. You know, a couple of OnlyFans subscriptions, whatever. But it's certainly not $35,000 <laughs> worth. I mean, that's that's you're like a professional collector at that point you could you could fund a museum you could donate that to a good porn museum cause right but i i mean i feel like if it was if it was vintage like collector type Mm -hmm. shit like surely your parents would know that you know that's your thing but just you know 35 g's worth of you know fucking hustler magazine and yeah i can't i mean that's hard for me to fathom just how many boxes you know i mean it had to have been a small number of really specific pricey things i would assume i but see i feel like that sort of thing like that's a conversation you would have had like, you know, hey, these are collector's items. Sure. You know, I understand, you know, it may not be something you want in your home, but, you know, I'm just here temporarily. When I'm gone, it will go too. But would you have that conversation with your parents if they were the type of parents who would find porn and throw it away? It, uh, if you were already a man in your 40s? See, that's th- there's a lot of questions yes, with this story because I want to know this this 43 year old man staying with his parents temporarily. At what point, as the parent of a 43 year old, do you go? We need to snoop through his room. Right. Exactly. Like that's that's a grown ass man. We need to figure out what he's got in these boxes. He moved out of his wife's house. Right. But, I mean, if you've got, you know, $35,000 worth of porn, it's not really a surprise that you're divorced. Yeah, no, I would... Maybe that's what his dad thought. Maybe he was like, well, this is gonna... I mean, this is... This is the problem. Let's get rid of this. You can live a happy life. So, I mean... I think his parents did him a favor. Um, I think he sounds concerning and his parents sound like helicopter parents. And I'm not surprised that they've ended up here in their lives. Either of them. It's just, it's, it's a whole mess. And now his parents are out $35,000 in addition to paying the legal fees, which is crazy. Yeah. And you kind of have to be a specific kind of, I mean, to sue your own parents. Yeah, like, I, I can't even fathom, like, the thought process Mm-mm. that I would go through to be like, you know what, I'm going to sue my parents for this. I need to pursue litigation against the people who gave me life because they threw away my porn. Right, because, I mean, at some point, if I were the parents, I would have countersued for all the money that was spent raising that man. Sure. 
or the free rent that they clearly right uh, maybe he was thinking like i have this collection this is how i'm gonna get back on my feet now that i've been kicked out of my house because my wife found this collection I mean, if that much that much porn, like you had to have gone into the marriage with it. That's so, right. That's true. Why? Why was that not a conversation that was had? I just want to. I just want to be a fly on the wall for those therapy sessions. I just want to know. Yeah, like I, I want to read the. I want to read the court transcripts. Like I just, I've. We need to dig deep dive into this. Yeah. I'm sorry, this podcast is only about this one case right. now. We're gonna we're gonna do a <laughs> a short part. six part <laughs> series deep dive. Alex and I are going to fucking get to the bottom of this porn case. We're gonna talk to the parents. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna all your questions. Talk to the ex wife. Might even talk to the judge. Yep. We're gonna have to be boots on the ground in um, Michigan. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind Michigan. I'd, I'd like to meet Gretchen Whitmer. Sure. Okay, that's like, fair. You know, maybe we can make that happen. Yeah, while we're up there anyway. Yeah, I mean, kill two birds with one stone. Or $35,000 <laughs> worth of porn. <laughs> one box of porn. God, I hope $35,000 worth of porn fits in more than one box. You would hope Jesus so. Jesus Christ. I can't decide if I hope it's like 20 boxes or... If it's one very valuable box, which one's better? I don't know. I mean, if it was one very valuable box, surely, surely he talked to his parents about that. Like, hey, don't mess with this box. It's got... These are my collector's items. Right. It's got, like, the first issue of Playboy in it. Sure. You would you would tape that shut as well. Right. Or you would have shit like that in, like, a safe deposit box, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, you're right. It's got to be a bunch of them. Yeah. Quantity over quality. Which is... Which is never a good... Gross. Yeah, which is never a good thing to feel. Yeah, so... In regards to this. Gentlemen, you know, if you're the type that buys physical porn and doesn't like watch it for free on Twitter. First of all, um, how's your flip phone still holding right, up? Right. What's it like having a chirp chirp next tell? <laughs> um, but if you have physical porn, when the pages start to stick together, it's time to get rid of it. That's right. Yeah. And don't make your parents do it for you. You have more respect than that. And don't make your wife do it or your yeah. girlfriend don't or make your, your wife significant other. Say it's me or it's the 17 boxes of, mediocre porn yeah so you know this because you've been on the show uh we have reached the point in the show where we do the random question game perfect um since you have been on the show before i cannot use the same questions oh new question that i have used for all my other guests in series one of this podcast so, that being said, I have already um, compiled the list for Series 2. Yes. Uh, this is an exclusive look at the questions that will be coming in Series 2 of Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. So, are you ready to play? I'm so ready. All right. Number one, call or text? Ugh, text. Group wedding or group sex? Group wedding. Because <laughs> um, there's food there. I mean, there there could be food in group sex, too. Yeah, but that gets messy. You just want to, like, 
I want wine and dine me, you know, give me food or cocktails. It has to be an upscale wedding or I don't want to have anything to do with it. And also dancing. And dancing, yeah. Dancing is fun. Sometimes dancing leads to sex. That's true. Not necessarily group sex, but... That's correct. Um, If aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you with them, would you go? Um, Do I get to come back ever? Or is this like a one-way ticket? I will say one way. No, I don't think I would. Okay. I would, because I would want everyone to know. I mean, if I could do some kind of like reveal where I was like, bye everyone, (laughs) (laughs) go into space, suck at NASA, then I would do that. Um, Mostly because my husband works for NASA and I think he would be furious that he wasn't taken. Um, And I like that. I like women um, with absolutely no skills or um, any kind of qualifications getting to um, supersede the men in the industry that they have gotten a PhD in. I like that. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. That's a good story. Um, If you could commit any crime and get away with it, what crime would you choose? Ooh... I would like to do a really cool art heist, like once in my life. And I would like to be very self-referential for the rest of time about it and leave clues about my identity everywhere, but never get caught. That's what I want for my life. I feel that. I want to I want to do like a like a full on like Ocean's 11 heist. Yes, like, I think that would be so delightful. I mean, just yeah. what a what a way to spend a weekend. Right. <laughs> Because obviously, sure. I mean, when in Vegas, why <laughs> not steal a million dollars from the casino owner who also stole your ex-wife? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I can do like a Banksy thing and just always kind of pop up, but never actually do that much else for the rest. Like make a fake documentary, you know, really milk it for all it's worth. I mean, you might as well. Whitney or Mariah? Whitney. Um, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Ooh, I love a, like, I mean, they're already back. I was going to say, like, a bell-bottom moment, but they're really here. I don't know, because I just kind of wear whatever I want, despite trends. Um, anything Stevie Nicks though i wish that you could wear without looking like you were working at earthbound trading company or something like a top hat and a shawl moment yeah absolutely or like a tambourine as an accessory yeah as you should a soaking a tampon and drugs and i mean absolutely yeah tequila or whiskey oh tequila whiskey makes me black out i mean like one shot of whiskey and I will black out. It's just something it does to my body. Really? Yes. It's uncanny. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Owe money or owe a favor? Owe a favor. All right. One has to go. Okay. Dolly Parton, Carly Simon, Joni Mitchell, or Janis Joplin? Janis Joplin. Damn, that was quick. That was quick. <laughs> um, I just... She, um, 
I mean, she went so early anyway that it's just like. But we're I'm I'm talking all her music <sighs> like gone. I would it, for me, Dolly Parton could never go. An icon set the scene for the rest of the world for forever for me. Joni Mitchell, one of my all-time favorite songwriters. Carly Simon just has some real anthems for me. And yeah, it'd have to be Janice. Okay. All right. Um, Hogwarts or Middle Earth? Uh, is J.K. Rowling involved at all? No. Okay, Hogwarts. Okay. <laughs> um, had to suss out the situation. I mean, no, that's, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Do I have to listen to this bitch? No. Then Hogwarts. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, she didn't write those books. That's right. I I would agree with that. Um, Jude Law as Dumbledore wrote those books. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll get behind that. I just feel like Middle Earth has so much tr- like walking involved, and I don't really care for that. I just want to stand on a staircase and let it move me about, or like commune with some ghosts. Like Middle Earth, just two stakes are so high. I I feel that I saw um, somebody had superimposed a map of Middle Earth onto a map of the U.S. just just to kind of show like how far the journeys were. And in Lord of the Rings, those two little hobbits walked the equivalent of walking from North Dakota to the Florida Keys. No. Yes. Their feet are so, well, I mean, they're I mean, so they're, small. Their feet are pretty big comparatively. Yeah. yeah, no, there's just so much walking. Like, I don't, I don't, no. I want to be in a moody castle. Scotland, ideal right. for me. What is your favorite Christmas song? Um... <laughs> This is hard. I would say Last Christmas. I think that that is always a bop. I never get tired of it. It always puts me in my feels just a little bit. There's also, I think it's for every mood. Because when you're in kind of like a, (laughs) when you're a little depressed and you hear that song, you're like, wow, there are some poignant moments here. But otherwise, you can just be like surface level, level, what a jam. Now the wham version or one of the countless covers the wham version hands down that's fair um if you had an extra twenty dollars to spend on yourself what would you buy something really stupid probably (laughs) um i just bought 120 stick on bats for my house like i'm in a real weird place right now um where I just, I would, at this very moment, it is September 7th, I would buy some kind of fall decor something. Like a mug of a ghost or something that I would just look at and smile for years to come. Nothing I needed. Right. Just something frivolous and Halloween-y. Like, so if like I gave you an oriental trading catalog you would bankrupt yourself 100 <laughs> percent. i just bought a um it came in the other day it's a mug that has the headless horseman on it and he's saying yeet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i needed it but i really did i 
need to know where you got that from because now I feel like I need that mug. I will find it was some very strange website. Um, I will find it and I will send it to you. Was it like an Instagram ad? Because yeah. I'm guilty as fuck yeah. of being like, oh, that looks nice. Yes. And I've gotten these, um, gotten really into like extra, extra, extra large 3XL t-shirts that I wear as dresses with like maybe some bike shorts under them and combat boots. And they're like Halloween themed or like cryptid themed. I got one that was like Bigfoot Sighting Society. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so soft, but like the, the shirts themselves are just so bizarre. Like save the local wildlife and it's like Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, who is a celebrity that you would bring to a wedding as your date? Ooh. Um, I would say <laughs> James A. Castor, who is a British. Com- I fucking <laughs> love him. I just think he would. Be I so much adore fun. that man. I think he's so wonderful. Um, I would love to have him accompany me. I think he would be very fun. I don't think he would get creepy, which is the thing you have to worry about. Um, I think that, yeah, he would just. He would just really liven it up for me. I I feel that and I yeah. I've got such a crush on him. I love him so just much. Big tall, lanky, funny ginger. <laughs> he's so funny. I I adore him. I'm really upset that he's in that um Camilla Cabello Cinderella. Oh, uh, is he really? I've heard. I have not confirmed. Because I'd have to watch it to confirm, and I shan't do that. Yeah, the, I've... Oh, look, folks, not everybody can star in a fairy tale adaptation. Not everybody can star in a musical fairy tale adaptation. No. Um, Very yeah. few, some might say. Camille Cabello, I... She's just not that one. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't watched the movie yet. Yeah. No. Um, but based on the trailer, I love Adina Menzel. I love Billy Porter. I just cannot commit to that. No. It's it's gonna take a lot to hype me up to it. Yeah. So last one. If you had to delete all but three apps from your phone. Which ones would you keep? I would keep Instagram. I would keep TikTok. And I would keep Spotify. Those are good. Those are good. I think those are my three. And I would say YouTube, but I can do YouTube on the computer or on the TV. I think I'll be fine without it. And TikTok kind of scratches that itch anyway. Yeah, and, like, with YouTube, unless you pay for, like, premium, you can't, like, you know, downsize the app and yeah. still listen to whatever you're... Whatever you need. Yeah, YouTube <sighs> needs to fix that. That's hard, though, because, like, did the does the Notes app count? Does it count if it comes with your phone? No. Okay, good. Because I need that, because that's how I write via the Notes app. And I need the Maps app because I am really, really helpless with directions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it 
if it came preloaded on the phone, like that's that's a given. Okay, cool, cool, um, cool, cool. Because most of those, like, you can't delete off your phone anyway. That's a great they're, point. They're like, you can you can deactivate this, and I'm like, yes. no, but it's taking up space, and I don't ever fucking use it. Yeah, I don't want newsstand. Yeah, like I have. D- and they're like, too bad. Here are some stocks. No, I'm like I don't want the stocks. What are you talking about? No need for that. Um, so before I let you go. Um, because there's a more recent story that just popped into my head a minute ago because the way you just made that statement reminded me of this person. Um, a lot of people are pissed that Olivia Munn is having <laughs> John Mulaney's baby. Um, now, I'm a Mulaney stan. Like, I was, I was sad when they announced he was going to rehab. I was sad when they announced that uh, he and his former wife were getting a divorce um of course the fucking wind is gonna blow right here at the end um as i yell about olivia munn right um i am very upset um mostly because in the most recent picture she may be trolling us i don't know but in that most recent picture she looks really pregnant like she looks like end of second trimester pregnant i think so I would suspect, wouldn't she have had to have gotten pregnant before he went to rehab? See, that's that's what I'm because if we're th- the one where she's in like the sweats, yeah, yeah, she, she, and maybe she's showing early, maybe, you know, I I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. Sure, I'm not I'm not privy to that, unfortunately. Um, John, if you're listening to this, I'd like to be friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe... Because, like, they said that they met at at church. But, like, he's, he's, he's quite Catholic. And she's very vocally non-denominational. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if, like, maybe they met at, like, an AA meeting? Because those happen in churches sometimes? Yeah, that's true. That's correct. I don't know. I think that a lot of people have a problem with her because she is very much like comes across I won't say is I don't know that but in her, her like memoir autobiography or whatever we're billing that as um, very anti-women really? <laughs> yeah she says things about like she's very fat phobic in a lot of moments in it um very into like how cool she is and like i'm not like other she's a very pick me girl kind of is how it comes across in that and i understand if things are edited to look a certain way in interviews but if you put your name on the book yeah it kind of seems like (laughs) you would make sure it was valid and accurate so i don't yeah, she she comes across very much as like a I'm different than other girls because I'm hot and cool and kind of a nerd. Well, yeah, I was gonna say because she was on um, the the Gamer Network, like yes. that was that was how she started. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that kind of tracks that she's like she's a she's a pick me girl. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's specifically why people are mad because it's like it looks like she's a pick me girl who jacked somebody's husband. <laughs> yeah. At a vulnerable point in his life also. 
Also, I will say, as someone who has known alcoholics and had them very close to me in my life, there is kind of a thing where when you get sober, you kind of transfer addiction to something else because you just don't know how to function in like a a normal um, above ground, like above the table kind of yeah. way. So you just kind of like start getting that thrill or that you know like secrecy or something through something else. You just kind of transfer. Not always, but it happens a lot. Yeah, and I I feel like, and I I could be wrong about this. So if if you're listening and you have been to an AA meeting, you know, please correct me. Uh, but I feel like one of the rules of AA is one, it's supposed to be anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and two, I don't think you're supposed to fuck somebody you met at AA. You not absolutely th- are not. You are not supposed to be friends or like affiliated outside because you're supposed to reintegrate back into society and not stay with people who are also struggling with addiction. Not saying they met at AA. Sure. I, that's, this is a scenario we've concocted. Right. It's, it's, it's pure speculation on our part, um, but the church thing sent up red flags. Yeah. Odd. Um, so, yeah. And that's, that's the end. Is there is there anything you would like to leave the listeners with? Um, I can't think of anything. Just follow along on Instagram if you want. Um, That's right. Tell everybody where to find you um, on the interwebs again yeah, if they're not following you already. At um, Alex tries life on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and um, yeah, alexandrix.co is my website and sometimes I do blogs not very often (laughs) (laughs) every year (laughs) I'll come up with something and throw it out there (laughs) alright well this has been a joy Um, thank you for having me back no problem no problem you're welcome back anytime thank you so much Um, we'll pick a better place in in the park to do this next time I've loved the mild harassment we've received right right you know try to not engage, but you know, construction worker wanted to know what the fuck we were doing. So, none, ya buddy. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. Um, just a reminder: episodes drop every uh, Wednesday. So, I will see y'all next time. If you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing and if you're on apple podcasts leave us a review if you didn't enjoy this episode why the fuck are you even still here if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can email us at don't make this weird pod at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at sb83 productions on instagram at springbreak 83 productions Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.